We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. It is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. I'm Reginald Atatula. That's Blake Elliott. Ross Lebensky's on the ones and twos and you're rolling with us. Uh, your Mavs got a big win earlier uh, as they are in Philadelphia. Uh, that score, 118 to, what was it again? Uh, 118 to, I don't forgot the score. It was like 101. Something like that. Let me they got a win. Let me get the exact score. 118-102. 118-102. 102. I feel like a jerk for not remembering that. Don't worry about that. Uh, they got a win. Luka Doncic isn't your leading scorer nor your second leading scorer. Kyrie leads the line when it comes to scoring Josh Green, Grant Williams give you some nice production. Um, Josh Green starting, Grant Williams off the bench. But something notable that we did not make much mention Mm-mm. of, and it really is, Mm-mm. we apologize for not making mention of this. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you give me this update again? Because yes. I, I was very intrigued when you said it. So I didn't even, when the game happened, we honestly grazed over it. But one of the higher scores for this team is Tim Hardaway Jr. He plays 22 minutes. Goes 0 for 8 from the field, which means he went 0 for 5 from 3 and scores 0 points. And there's a good amount of uh, Mavs media and Mavs Twitter kind of reacting and seeing this and talking about selling while it's high. So an interesting thing to monitor. This is the Tim Hardaway experience. Jason Kidd benched him and um, went with a different lineup as well. We didn't see as much minutes as we usually do. But kind of interesting. 0 points for Tim Hardaway Jr. is not something we're accustomed to. Yes, especially because it wasn't just that he he benched him in. I mean, 28 minutes is still like a relatively 22, reason, 22 sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a little bit less reasonable, but it's still like a, a decent amount of minutes. Um, maybe not necessarily for what Tim has typically played, but it sounded like they meant, made note that it was like visible, yeah. very obvious yeah, that he was getting benched as opposed to just kind of like a uh, coach's decision of, yeah. okay, that's not working right now. It felt felt like it was somewhat it, it obvious. It seemed like the naked eye could see. Um, there mm. was some Twitter going on at that was sent out. We all know, like, the reason we won this game, we all noticed a turning point in this game, and almost every single person replied with Tim Hardaway Jr. getting benched. Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, Tim, Tim, Timmy, zero points, kid benching him. So, common theme. Doesn't look great. But yeah. um, we need him to play well for either our team or for trade compensation. Him playing bad doesn't help us. Well, I mean, I think I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is what he is. He's not a question mark on this team. He is not a question mark. I think people know exactly what he is that all is the way across commodity. the league as well. Um, I, I'm interested if, in seeing if that's just a one night he's not shooting well thing or if that shows some level of dividends. I imagine we don't have to wait too long. Tomorrow evening mm-hmm. they are at Barclays Center taking mm-hmm. on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, also, we asked you about some of your – uh, some of your inclement weather and stories. Y'all sent them, baby. And people were talking about like baseball size hail. Somebody uh, talked about uh, chasing chasing a big tornado, uh, driving down. 
driving down an alley and got stuck. They had to hide. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, there's tor- tornadoes be coming through here sometimes, right? I imagine that's what ultimately does that. Um, Has it, does anyone have an earthquake story? I feel like it's the only thing we haven't really heard. An earthquake or tsunami story. I feel like we're getting a lot of tornado. What other things are we getting? Well, we, we did get a storm, right, from yes. the, the 2011 storm. Somebody mentioned that they were they and their friends went to Fort Worth. They called it Funky Town. I appreciate that. Check out the festivities. Came out of a bar to find six inches of fresh snow on the ground. Oh, I love that. And they, so they were the first people to drive on I-30 in that instance. And you know You're what that means. You're done for. Yeah. They said luckily they had four-wheel drive, plenty of experience in those situations, so they made it 40-plus miles home. That's that's scary. I can't imagine people, driving in like that fresh people, snow like that. People um, up north and up east always roast us Texas people for not being able to. I'm like, hey, we grew up here. I don't know what to tell you. I get it. Y'all have snow and y'all are cool with it and your cars are ready and you got salt trucks. Yeah, exactly. We don't got it. So we I don't, don't know why you're making fun of us for growing up somewhere different. Yeah, we, we just praying. We just out here. We just <laughs> vibe. We're just going Texas with God people. at this point. They um, don't know how to drive. Okay, let's, let's talk about this because I did tease it. What does the NFL need to change most for next season? Obviously, Roger Goodell, when we get to Super Bowl week, they he always does his state of the NFL address, has uh, media availability. They're able to grill him. They this talk about private, all sorts though. of different things. No, 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 it was. Oh, this was this is the public one. I know okay. ESPN actually was broadcasting this because that's okay. how I was watching it okay. personally, um, and we got some audio from it as well. But no, Roger Goodell um, had to answer some things. And one of the first things that came up on the truckwreck.com text line here when we were talking about things that need to change from the 903, I hope they change the rule fumbling out through the end zone. I do as well. Um, But outside of just that, like it feels like officiating reached a fever pitch or at least the conversation around officiating reached a fever pitch this year. Yes, it did. And yeah, um, it it was bad. It was bad. Like I... What do you think about it when we were talking about crosstalk? I thought they brought up a good point. You had you had a little bit of pushback on it with the, I think I don't know if they referenced PFF grade or grading report or report card for the officials. Yeah, like I think it can be beneficial because the more light that we have on things, the more we're able to either get angry about it or have a position about it. It's hard when we're just in the light and just kind of like I think that was a bad call. I think this ref's good, and we Brian brought us does a great job doing the zebra report and there's yeah. a couple of Twitter accounts, but it's. For the most part, it's a pretty unknown quantity about who's refing the game or how the variance is going to be. No, I, 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 my pushback wasn't to necessarily say they were wrong. It was just to kind of highlight something because the NBA has gone through this as well. And, of course, I don't know that there is a sport where everybody goes, oh, those refs? Mwah, oh, beautiful. I love we got this crew. <laughs> right? I don't know that there's a sport that has that. But the NBA absolutely has gone through this where they're like, man, these refs are terrible. And the NBA, in a way of trying to help this along – Introduce like the two minute reports and those types of things where it's like we will own up to the we will go back and we'll you know look at the last two minutes of games and see was was there issues mm-hmm. with the administration of this game and we'll tell you about them but they don't change the game based I was about off to of say, those things. You made a good point. It almost makes me feel worse. And it'll that, be like your team gets screwed. Two minute report that should have been a foul, guys. That, move on. Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the question that I had was does that make you feel different? Now, if the league actually goes a step further and they go, we're going to do these evaluations, and then we're going to take additional steps beyond that. Yeah. But supposedly they already do the grade outs with these guys. Behind the and scenes, the, yeah. And also, I know that there's people that go, just change the refs in full. But y'all remember y'all remember replacement refs? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not here to— It's a part-time job. It, the NFL is not a 12-month season. It's just hard. Yeah, and I mean, like, they, they do get paid well, right, uh-huh. um, to do this. So it's not like these dudes are moonlighting per se— but I, I do wonder if, like, 
full-time refs changes the way how this goes? How much or do you think this they make? Gonna... Or do you already know? I don't. I didn't know. I had to look it up. How much do you think I the, mean, the average salary for an NFL it's, ref? It's six figures. It is. Yeah. 205000 Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're getting paid peanuts, but I do wonder if the idea <laughs> of, like, they're not allowed to do these other things. But then also, does that limit your talent pool in saying these guys being like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do this only. I still want to do these other things. What, what do you um, think's your side gig? Like you're, well, you know, I mean, you got the nine to five. What a few of them are lawyers. You think that's their five to nine is lawyer? No, I I know for certain oh, there's wow. a few of them that are lawyers. Um, vast majority? I don't. I can't tell that. I can't tell you that. I'm not. Like, gonna I'm talk saying, out do of you, my do you, uh, we're just speculating. Do you think not some here. of these guys are Kroger workers, or do you think you no, have? No, 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 no. I I think that a, a majority of them are probably professionals, like in that way. At hey, least, are you that gonna be a professional Kroger bagger? You can be a professional with Kroger. Your profession professionalism is a mindset. You can be professional with detailing I, cars. I, I appreciate this grind set, uh, grind set, set speech that you're this. telling me right now. But I, my best, Jalen. I think you understood what I meant when I said that. From the swag, Swaggy Blue says there's a lot of dentists. I don't, I don't know that, but I'm. Just, I, that sounds about right. That sounds in like the same vein. Of Would what you I was want about. that? Somebody that calls pass interference calls digging in your mouth, fixing your teeth. He's like ah, flag on the plate. Intentional grounding. I mean, I feel like if, if you have the qualifications to be dentist, I feel a little bit better about you spotting these chains right now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel just a little bit better. Holding your two teeth together. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and fix that. Um, are there any other things that come to mind for you as like, yes. this This needs to change for Taunting. next season? Taunting. Why is it still a foul? Can anyone explain it to me? Ross, the texters, Reggie. Why are we still telling people they can't talk smack to each other and we're fine, we're fining them and we're giving them a 15-yard penalty? Is there a reason? Can any I get it if it's aggressive, if they're physical. I'm talking about words and emotions and actions. Why are we still flagging for taunting? They're in the NFL. If they because this is my thing, when you taunt, it almost always goes bad for you. We saw it with Zay Flowers. <laughs> Talking well, to Jarius Need and he gets the ball punched out by said player two plays later. Yeah, I was like, and part of that, some of that is because you have a you have a penalty on it. I, it seems like this is part part of the like larger appeal of we are selling a product and especially the the will to be like a family friendly thing. And so like, there's this notion that like taunting is unsportsmanlike. Kids do it all the time. Kids are worse at taunting. <laughs> Have you been to an eight-year-old football game? <laughs> they be taunting left and right. I, I, Gradient I, on each other. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think that that's the th- thought process that they're going with. I I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that probably, it kind of stinks to shift the game off of that. Um, I feel like they, they've already kind of tried to loosen this up a decent amount where you could do celebrations without like directing it towards other players. It feels like it's an easy thing to work around as opposed to like Getting these, it feels like if you get a taunty penalty, you kind of went and earned it sometimes, in a way. Sometimes. And so, but I agree, they have loosened loosened the law, if you will. Yeah. What What other rules? So we got that. We got the fumble of the end zone. Well, one one thing that they <sighs> definitely one? Uh, they definitely needed to, or I mean, Goodell did have to talk about was playing surfaces. Yep. Right. Been a big talking point. And you could tell that the NFL was gearing up for this because remember we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. The idea of the NFL and the NFLPA. Kind having that, yeah, that, that, okay. that joint venture that looked at, you know, the differences between grass fields versus turf fields. Like this is there has been enough injuries that the NFL PA has kind of or players have looked at and said this is because of the field. And it's kind of amazing that we're still getting, you know, we're still getting this this want to have all these varying different types of fields, especially like I understand that they're like, yo, the turf grass not that much different but if you're playing on different surfaces all the time yeah that can probably play a factor and 
it, it's hard because I'm not playing on those NFL fields. So we really have to go from a first-person point of view of what the players are saying because they're the ones competing on it. So my opinion is solely based on how the players react to it because I don't have firsthand and be like, well, I know exactly how it is to play on that NFL field and yeah. can compare. Like, we kind of have to go with what they say. And if they say it's not up to, up to a standard like they do with everyone with MetLife Stadium, then I kind of have to believe them. And if they say, like, when you brought up the NFL PA saying that it's kind of a little overblown, they kind of are okay with it, I would tend to believe that as well. It seems like it's maybe not every single one, and there's certain ones that are worse. But isn't this awkward timing with the whole story we did earlier with uh, UNLV's field and their grass? Like, as soon as you're talking about, hey, why don't you go ahead and look in your own backyard what's happening? Well, and that's the thing with the, with the NFL is, like, this continues to pop up, right? We talked about it last year with the Super Bowl, with the – like – Clearly, this is something that needs to be dealt with. And I think the NFL would look at it and say, well, your your want for natural grass is the connection between those two, like the sod and having this natural grass. And it had to be maintained to a particular point where the grass, I guess they felt was substandard with the play. And I think we could pretty reasonably say it probably was Mm -hmm. the UNLV grass that they had to install to try and make this worthwhile substandard right and those are all both natural grass situations. Whereas like, you know, you go to turf and that you're going to get what you get. And so I understand why this ends up being fraught, but in some ways it feels like we're, and I'm not the expert in this, but it feels like the NFL is consistently in this place where like, all right, but we want to go with the cheaper, easier option. And it's like, hey, man. You were the NFL. Yeah, Why are we cutting pennies, bro? Why are we pinching pennies in the NFL? Because You will make so many more if all your players love it and they talk about how much they love it on social media. Well, I think more than anything, your your product ends up being significantly better if you can continue to minimize injuries and your best players continue to be out there. They're out there. Everybody's tuning in. Those Thursday night games, you don't got five backups playing. Like, that helps you make more money, Goodell. Did they bring up the hip drop tackle? Um, I, I didn't get to watch the entirety of it, okay. but I, I know that the NFL, I know there's some reporting that the NFL wants to get rid of the hip drop tackle. How do you get rid of it? Though? That's the question it's I have. It's more of a coaching. I am hundred percent here for, no, it's not even a coaching thing. It's like, dude, this is a really strong person that is trying to go somewhere and You're is trying your momentum. I am, I am trying to get them down. How do we, are we going to legislate all the ways to bring somebody down? Cause I don't know how. Yeah. Like, and again, I'm not saying, like, clearly the hip drop has some downsides, but the more and more that we're like, you can't tackle this way, you can't tackle that way. And I understand, like, you're trying to be safe, and I'm all for that. I I genuinely have the question of how do you, one, get rid of all of these things, and then, two, then how do you play defense, right? Like, we got enough stuff protecting the offense. I, we're both on the same page. Hip well, drop needs to even, go. It's not even protecting the offense. It's the idea of, like, I don't know how you played the game. Yeah, I, it's getting scared. What do we actually do to prevent this? Because you're going to tell them not to tackle. And now now you got guys second-guessing when they run up to a guy. Oh, I got to go for his legs. Can't go for his knees. Can't go for his head. Got to go right in the numbers. And that's it. If he ducks, I'm just – now these guys are jumping over people. We're about to see scores 50s in the 50s every week. <laughs> yeah. All these – Rules come through. But at the same time, like the, the the money of this, and we could say this like over the last decade, two decades of the NFL, they've clearly uh, veered this to one way. And it's helped it's helped people enjoy the product at a at a larger scale. Yes, you as an individual might be like, nah, I enjoyed uh the previous iterations of the NFL more, and I understand where that could be, but by and large, the more scoring, like the the more modern league that you have right now is a product that I think more people are able to get into, and that's in part because of the way that they've taken this. But the problem is I, you, you got to still be able to play the, the sport in its essence. Otherwise, you're changing the sport entirely, which, look, if that works, that works. But you have to commit to that, and it's not, we're in this nebulous place 
where I'm not sure exactly how that goes. Um, send them in. If there's anything else you think that the NFL needs to change for next season, we want to talk about it. I know it. it's you on your mind. Right. I know it's on your mind. Go ahead and send it, boys and ladies and foregrounders and backgrounders. Every time he says that. Send it in. There's not even anything wrong with the word foreground. It just sounds weird. I, I already know why you think it sounds weird, and I'll tell you on the break. Oh, okay. Um, let's get right right here on 105 Through the Fan. We got, I, th- I believe that's the homie Sean that's in uh, Vegas. I, it, we let love us know. Sean. We love Sean. Let us know if you're hanging out in Vegas for Super Bowl week. Sean said he ran into Mike Golick. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Golick Sr. Oh, yeah. Big man. Um, so shout out to you. And then uh, shout out to the 469, who apparently I played basketball with. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Wonder, wonder were, were you on his team, you think? I, I, I wonder if he was on your team or if he busted you. And he I have no to, idea. He was trying to talk mess. I'm like, I don't know the people were busting <laughs> me. Like that. He was like, I, 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 did, I, I did you 11 D- zero. I just wanted you to remember, Reg. Remember my name. <laughs> let, let me know. Let me know if I was trash out there. It's a possibility. So get right, right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next. Trade deadline mm-hmm. in three days, mm-hmm. Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon. Let's talk some rumors. Mm-hmm. We'll do it next on The Fan. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, we got Ross Lubinsky on the ones and twos, and you're rolling with us on a Monday in the Metroplex. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll do a little sharing time. And uh, I do want to remind you, your Mavs get a big 118-102 win in Philadelphia this evening. So, Able to get a win um, on the road as they continue their three-game road trip. They will head over to Brooklyn to play tomorrow evening against Mikhail and them. And mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll have some fun with that tomorrow evening. Uh, right now, though, like the NBA, are, are the yeah, the, the Brooklyn Nets should be involved in this as well. But your Dallas Mavericks, a lot of people anticipate that they will be active at the trade deadline, which is Thursday afternoon. Is that 3 p.m. Eastern time? Am yeah. I am I remember correctly? I might need to go back and double check that. Uh, but Thursday, I do know that that day, February 8th, is the trade deadline day. We are veering quickly towards that place. And so we wanted to kind of dig into some of the rumors around there. Let's, let's talk about what's happening. Uh, what's the scuttlebutt around the league? What could possibly move around? A lot of scuttle, a lot of butts going around the league, and a lot of people going to be in different places. The butts are in different places? Butts are finna be in different places. We've already seen some moves, and you know what's kind of funny? The Uh, the butts of the players because they're Mm -hmm. no longer in the same. Mm -hmm. I got you. Mm -hmm. I followed Mm -hmm. you. It took me a second, but I got there eventually. The the OG Ananobi and who was traded for him? Uh, Emmanuel Quickly and okay, let me remember RJ what that, Barrett. RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, and then it was and, and Malachi Flynn. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget Malachi. No, Malachi went. Flynn went. No, he went. Which he way was did in he that go? trade. He was in that. I, trade. I'm trying to remember which way he went though. That's the problem. Oh, I'm trying to remember which way. I think he went <laughs> to Toronto, and then you had OG Ananobi and a pick, and somebody else went there. I don't know. I think it was just. I think OG was the only player. But either way, we were like, uh, I don't really know how to feel about it. It's kind of like, kind of feel like even trade. If, yeah, it felt Nixman. even. Nick's been hooping with OG. <laughs> they went on a good little win streak. Now they, I think they lost at the last two. But um, either way, I just want to say that was our early trade deadline, and it seemed like not much, but it, it's obviously paying dividends for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, look, OG is exactly what they needed, right? Mm-hmm. Defensive player can get a little bit of bucket going. Big, that's you know, size, and they needed that, right? They needed that guy um, defensively to help, especially when you have the small guard and Jalen Brunson. You have, you know, some some needing of solidifying what you got on the perimeter and then also somebody who's going to be relatively efficient not going to do mm-hmm. a ton mm-hmm. and then Emmanuel quickly goes to a place where he's more appreciated an opportunity to get on the floor and that's exactly what he needs plus that team needed somebody to run the offense I think Scotty Barnes had been kind of doing that yeah. and he's not truly a you know playmaker mm-hmm. and now Emmanuel quickly <laughs> has an opportunity there and I know the, the Toronto Raptors don't look as great in this moment 
But they have an opportunity and they have the space to do, grow and develop with some young, talented players, which is exactly what they wanted. Uh, they had not been open to trading for many years where teams thought they would blow it up. And ultimately, I think Masai Ujiri and them may be proven correct here because they got to a place where they got young talent. So it's not going to be a we have picks that we need to go find young talent. They have the talent to start their rebuild process immediately. And it's a nice talent that works. Like R.J. Barrett has the space to go and get the buckets up or get the shots up that he wants. Scotty Barnes is going to be a nice defensive player. Manuel quickly is going to run your offense. Those are That's a nice starting foundation to work with. But those are trades that have already happened. And I, I want to kind of set a nice little mix the two right here to set this set the stage. Okay. Uh, Jason Kidd was asked about the trade deadline before this game, and here's what he said. It's an interesting time. Everyone is on their phone right now. But tonight there's only one focus, and that's Philadelphia. Obviously, this for the game. They obviously got the W, but it was just – Interesting that Jason Kidd said that. Yeah, especially that he said everybody's on their phone because, I mean, look, these guys these guys are not dumb. They have the internet. They read things. They know that, like, trade talk is all the way around this roster. It's interesting that he he made note of that so clearly that these guys, that there are definitely guys, literal, or pure, plural, that know that, hey, there's a possibility that any, any given moment I got to pack my bags and go. I think the human, ele- human element of it is kind of like understated. It's not talked about a lot. It's like, okay, this guy's going here. This guy's going here. These guys have families. Their kids are in schools. And they got to just, a lot of them uproot their lives, sometimes take their family, sometimes their family stays here. So it's just kind of crazy that you could be playing one night and next thing you know, you're living in a whole new city, new crib, kids going to new schools, the whole nine. Sure, but as Kareem Benzema says, that's, that's the game, isn't it? Right, like that's that's what this millies. that's that's what this is, right? Uh, and so, with that being the case, uh, are are there any rumors that you've seen that you've been interested in as we're talking about what's happening? Because I know one of the ones that There's got so many. <laughs> one of the ones particularly pertaining to your Mavericks. I do want to start here yeah, to make let, sure that let, we. Let's, do, I was thinking to say let's start here because I know we might get distracted. Yeah, we, all the other we love hoop and we can easily talk about a whole bunch of other things. But some of y'all are like, look, man, talk about my Mavericks. We and got look, you. There's plenty. I understand. I get this. I was very intrigued when I saw this earlier today. I believe mm-hmm. uh, Mark Stein, fantastic, fantastic uh, at covering the league and particularly these Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he has his sub stack that feels vital for an NBA fan at this point. He wrote this. Uh, the Bucks and Mavericks, according to league sources say, have held explore, exploratory discussion on a trade that would swap Milwaukee's Bobby Portis mm-hmm. and Dallas newcomer Grant Williams. Mm. It's not yet known if talks will progress to something more serious. Williams' first season in Dallas has been uh, undeniably disappointing, as we talked about. But its ability to guard a wide variety of players is said to intrigue Milwaukee, which is known to be in searching for defensive upgrades. And this is a guy in Bobby Portis averaging about 25 minutes a game, 12 and a half points, shooting 38% from three, 50% yeah. from the field. He's a good, good piece. A big that can stretch. A guy that, you know, can come up, comes off the bench consistently at mm-hmm, this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Nakias Duncan of um, the Dunker Spot podcast, fantastic podcast, mind you, if you're if you're a hoop nerd like uh, like we are, has been really looking at Bobby Portis of late, and just he does a lot of the little things. And we saw both we saw both these teams play this weekend. I imagine that that was maybe one of the places that the, some of these conversations happen. And Bobby Portis is a he's he's got a lot of effort, a lot of energy defensively. He is strong, he's stable in that way, and then he does the little things. Great screener. Good roller, good popper, can shoot those mm-hmm. types of things, and he got strong hands, right? Like it, he got I, a little bit of tenacity to him. He the, a little, he a little dog. I, and so I think that those are all things that the Mavs have been looking for. I think this is an interesting 
this is an interesting thing, especially as I think a lot of people have already gotten over the Grant Williams experience, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad to say. Mm-hmm. We were ready for him. I mean, media day, probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Just big smile, making the whole team laugh. Everyone was excited for him. Started super hot, and then it kind of trailed off. And now we're kind of seeing this as more than just a week. At first, when he first started, it was like, oh, maybe it's just a little bad week. It's been a little more consistent than just a week. It's been a bad couple months now. And Bobby Portis is a guy that fits a lot of your needs, averaging seven rebounds per game, going to give you those tough buckets, going to get in there, a little bit of a bruiser as well. And like Reggie said, can also stretch the floor. So Can play next to another big. Yeah, I don't so th- if you need a big lineup, you will actually have a yep. big lineup. And he, he plays the five every once in a while for the Bucks when they want to go small. So he fits a lot of needs. I think. Oh, he's, he's a, a center. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, yeah. He, I think he he could play a long life. I don't know if it's just a lineup you roll out 24-7, but you could have him out there. Yeah, absolutely. There's an opportunity for a big lineup there. Mm -hmm. And playoff experience. Yep. One of the things, you look at this roster, there's not a lot of guys that have playoff experience necessarily. Now, do you want, is it like, yo, we need seventh, eighth man with playoff experience? I'm I'm, I'm completely fine with swapping them. I'm, I'm fine with that swap. Now, the only part is now you take Grant Williams out of other trade packages to maybe get some other names that we're going to bring up. And I, that's where I want to uh, lean to the next one. So the Mavs have been looking for a four. We just mentioned some. They're, they've had their eyes on P.J. Washington. Yes. They've had their eyes on Kyle Kuzma. Yes. They've had their eyes on Andrew Wiggins. I'd probably say those are the three hottest names. And then Miles Bridges. Dorian Finney-Smith's always Finney already Smith in there. But we well. did we did uh, confirm recently that apparently the Nets wouldn't even take two first-round picks for yeah, him. Please, Mavericks, do not trade them. <laughs> you don't even have three yeah, first-round picks until after this year. But do not. I love Finney-Smith. Not worth three first-round picks. Either way, um, here by Mark Stein and Jake Fisher. I've kind of talked about this. I'll get to Jake Fisher's first. Jake Fisher says Washington is not likely to be part with Kyle Kuzma to part with him, despite Dallas being interested. Same goes for Jeremy Grant, which is another name I should have mentioned in Portland. He remains confident, Jake Fisher, that P.J. Washington and Andrew Wiggins are the two names that the Dallas Mavericks are pursuing actively. Okay, very interesting. Um, especially Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma seemed like the bigger ticket option here, mm-hmm. right? He's a guy who can get his own bucket. He's a guy who has, who has played a, a measure of defense before. And I, I, a part that I know I've talked about with Nick Angstad, our friend, locked on Mavs, mm-hmm. is that he's played with stars before. Mm-hmm. He understands like that dynamic of this all. And so all of that makes him fairly attractive for the Mavericks. But I think that there's there's some questions if if that wizard's gonna be on him, right? Yeah. Like and I I mean that's kind of a, a nonsensical way of talking about it, but I do he think that there's the guy there. There is a level of concern as to like how that fit immediately happens. But if he is if he's not likely to be traded, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because there's another there's these two pieces that you're talking about in Andrew Wiggins and PJ Washington. Which one is more preferable I, for I, you, Blake? I, I think I think PJ I think PJ just because a little bit taller, um, a lot more athletic as far as just running the floor. Andrew Wiggins is a guy that probably plays a little bit better defense, but obviously the recent struggles. Do you want another guy that's kind of a question mark with how he's playing the season on your team? Now, could he turn it around? Cool. But so could Grant Williams if we want to use that theory. So They're both six listed at 6'7". Hey, in my head, PJ feels a little bit taller. He does play. He plays taller. Yeah, and that's that's something that I've been amazed every time I look at his uh, at his um, basketball reference page. It always amazes me when I see six seven because it feels like he's like six nine. Yeah, and 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 this is a guy that is averaging thirteen and a half, five and a half rebounds, two assists, shooting forty five percent from the field. 
So, you know, average numbers about what you're looking for, 13, 14. What did we say earlier? 12 to 14, right in the middle, 13 points a game. And would I be mad if we got Andrew Wiggins? No, we don't give up too much. But who do I prefer out of the two? I think I'm going PJ because PJ's 25, and I'm almost certain that Andrew Wiggins is older than that. He is 28. Yeah, Wig. I mean, and he's in the first year of a four-year mega contract. Well, yeah, it's there's it's definitely more <laughs> money involved there. Uh, but the ceiling that you've seen on Wiggins is higher. You just have to hope that you get that back. Um, and I don't know. Like, it seems like there's been like mental portions of this, and oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how you talk about and diagnose and you know go about making sure those things all come back together mm-hmm. in the way that you need, but. In theory, he does all of the things that you need. I do like the idea of P.J. Washington, though. Right, He's a young guy that fits kind of the upward ascendance that you were hoping to go with. Um, And he might take off with Luka. (laughs) Sure. And I I think one of the things also with P.J. Washington that I think about is, and maybe this isn't a great thing, but it seems like, you know, Jason Kidd has talked about how Luka is the system, and the system is Luka Doncic or, you know, whoever your playmaker is at that time, Kyrie Irving, they're going to have the basketball. And so having a player that is not as much needing the ball in their hands is Very much is, so. is the way that they've gone about this. He'll run, run as well, cut to the basket. And P.J. Washington feels very much like that. I mean, he, in theory, can get his own shot, but a majority of his shots are assisted. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that fits in very cleanly with the way that the Mavs have wanted to play basketball of late. Does this scare you at all, shooting 33% from three right now? Um, a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, one of the things I always try and go and look at when we talk about players like this, like I did this with Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. What is the shot profile like, yeah, especially when we course. talk about corner threes? Of course, because that's what you're getting a lot of and open ones. <laughs> PJ, PJ Washington has shot 37, 36.8% from three from the corner from the corner this okay, year. Okay. That fits with what we're talking mm-hmm. about, right? The same thing happened when we talked about Derrick Jones Jr. He was shooting, what, like 32%? And everybody's like, ooh, I don't know. And I went out and looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense when you go to UEC shooting 36% from the corner the previous year. Okay, those are the shots that we're going to get more of. And I think P.J. Washington, he has that opportunity to stretch and shoot those threes like, like that while also rebounding and all these other things and talked about as like a consummate pro. Like he, he shows up, he does his work, he does what needs to be done. That, that feels like it all fits, and I think it also comes at a, at a lower price than what you would have to give up to I, elsewhere. I, I agree. I, I want to know what the fan text is thinking. 877-881-1053. Let us know out of the names that we've mentioned, the Kyle Kuzmas of the world, the P.J. Washingtons, the Andrew Wiggins, Dorian Finney-Smith, maybe a name we haven't mentioned. Who is your preferable, realistic trade target for the Mavs to get to replace and be that 4-3 kind of guy for this uh, Dallas Mavericks team. Now, what's worth noting is I think, uh, and Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports was talking about this, P.J. Washington is supposedly have suitors, including the Clippers. And Lakers haven't had a meaningful conversation with Charlotte in a while, but they have had conversations with, him, with Charlotte in the past. And mm-hmm. so... The Clippers are an interesting piece because that's a team that is has looks like they are winning right now and they have an opportunity to contend. They're good. They're good. The Clippers but are good. <laughs> this is the thing. They also have incentive to to go go oh, real man. hard and in, into this idea of going and getting a player that they like. So mm-hmm. that might be interesting when we th- talk about the competition because I don't know that there's as much competition for someone like an Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins probably easier to get, bigger price tag. I'm personally probably staying away from him. I I think I'm PJ. Kuzma would be nice, but it seems like it's not really reciprocated as far as energy from Washington wanting to give him up. And maybe the price tag is a little high. I know the the uh, 
the kind of rumors have been all over the place about how much he's he's demanding or or Washington's demanding, I yeah. should say. So. And then real quick before we go, because we did talk about one big in the idea of Bobby Portis. Mm-hmm. Also, Andre Drummond is considered yeah. to be likely yeah. for Chicago. In fact, the most likely to be moved for yeah. Chicago. So Drummond could I, be an interesting I, backup I'm, big I'm option I'm cool with as well. him as a backup. Now, CA talks about it a lot, and I don't know Drummond enough to make a claim. I'm just putting it out there. Nico and Jason, they like high IQ guys. I have no idea what Drummond is on that. I'm just saying that's something to watch for if they will be interested because I know that's why they moved off of JaVale, Christian Wood, guys like that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if they pursue Drummond because I think physically-wise, <laughs> I mean, it's a home run having that guy on the bench. The guy that just grabs boards and protects the paint. Would love that. <laughs> so get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's do a little sharing time. We do it next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It is the get right right here on 105 through the fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That is Blake Elliott. Yes, Ross Lubinsky giving us reads and uh, making us sound good. Thank you, sir. And thank you guys for rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex. Your Mavs got to win earlier, 118, 102. And so um, they start off their little East Coast road trip of on the week with a win. They will continue that tomorrow Dubs, against Brooklyn. Wheaton W's, Jameis Winston, Wheaton Dub, Dubs. If you're a foregrounder, you got to see that live, me eat a W in my hand. So, yeah, uh, if you did not know, Blake Elliott, a lot of energy today. Yeah. Still not sure exactly where that's coming from. but uh, I'm, I'm about to share it in sharing time. Okay. Well, you know yeah. what? Then let's do a little sharing time. Let's Blake, what you got? Let's do it. I need some music, Ross. I need some dun-dun-dun-dun. Anything, honestly. You can throw the dubstep on. Anything. Okay. Um, dubstep? <laughs> we were talking about dubstep. Back I, I, okay. I was telling Blake, I've got so much music because I really like like upbeat, like funky disco music, <laughs> and I have so many songs that I just basically cannot use because they are just that like upbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's too late. We got people that are going to be listening. They're going to be like, oh, I got to turn this off. So we'll, we'll put some low-key music on. The reason I'm in such a mood, good mood, guys, because you're a window shopper, <laughs> is because, and I and I say this, I don't have to say this, but I I like to be honest on this radio show. Uh oh, don't be too honest. No, no, it's nothing bad. Okay. But a, <laughs> look, we got we have uh, lovely officers of law enforcement that listen to us. No, don't no, get no, yourself no. don't get yourself hemmed up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the last month, 
since I've moved into my apartment, oh, okay. I have been sleeping with my mattress on the ground. Oh, okay. Good. Yep. And I recently... You know, look, my brain is just like, <laughs> it's always trying to autofill, and sometimes at certain points in the, se- uh, in the sentence, the autofill gets real <sighs> scary. And so I had ordered a bed frame about a couple of weeks ago, and it got here, and I tried building it, and the instructions were frustrating me. And then I remembered that the assembly charge was only like 50 bucks, and I chose not to do it because I'm a man. I'm going to do it myself. How'd that work for you? It was sitting undone with the drill next to it for about five days, mm-hmm. and I was sleeping next to it on my bed. My room was a mess, and I said, you know what? I'm fixing it. Mm. Shout out Nana. Nana came over, gave me a little bit of insight. She was reading the instructions to me. She said, slow down, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to help you out. She That's read right. the instructions. We got it done. Hour and a half. So I finally gave myself a round of applause, have slept on a bed, bed frame, up off the ground, and it just made me full of life, man. And then I get on TikTok. Do my scroll while I'm taking um my morning routine going. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, uh, I, I the first thing on my for you page is the Orlando Magic winning a basketball game. And don't really care for the magic in in a I don't know, in a personal sense. Sure. But I noticed there's a song going on. I was like, okay, maybe it's just one time. I scroll a couple ones down and I see the same song playing. I check the comments and everybody is like they're like, my team lost, but this song goes hard. Yeah. And I believe Ross has got it queued up. And Tolos, I want to let, let me know, is this not the hardest, best victory song for when you get a W? Because it gets me pumped up. I might start dancing when it comes on, Ross. Put it on. Put it on. Put, it, put that jam music on. Music, and we're going to dance. Play the music, and we're going to dance. Oh. That's the best. That's the best song right I love there. It. It's very good. Orlando Magic. Where did they, who made that? Was that an Orlando? Was that an Orlando person? Was that someone just in a studio? Was that the PR guy? You <laughs> know what, Ross? Raise. For the rest of tonight, I just want you to have that at just at the ready. So at any point in time, I just want to be like Ross. Hit the music. Play the music, and we're gonna dance. Play the music, and we're gonna dance. Oh! Perfect. Thank you, sir. That was That's good. great. That's good. I don't know. I don't know what makes it so good. It's because it's not just the bass. Like it's the, not. The bass isn't even like clean. It's, it's not. not crisp. No. But there's something about it. It's something. the it's the poppy Orlando magic. It, 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 re- it really is. It really is. It's the, the, it's the choir. House. It's the choir behind yeah, it that it's makes the it choir. work. It's 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 great. Um. Yeah, that's really all I got. I got my bed fixed, and I, I saw that TikTok for Orlando Magic. That's why I'm in a good mood. It was very good. Uh, from the eight, 682, someone did mention this, uh, the idea that the Magic is smart to use the window generated by Universal p- pulling all their music from TikTok. Did you see that? I did see that. That's that's a We could do a whole segment on that another time, but that is quite interesting. TikTok is literally popular because you can put music from anywhere on there, and people react and do videos and whatnot. And Universal, their deal ran out, and they didn't weren't able to reach an agreement, and you're not allowed to put music on there anymore. Anything that's Universal, which is pretty much every song you listen there's, to. There's a lot of, I wouldn't say every, but there's a lot of yeah. uh, music that is ultimately, if you trace it up the line, that is ultimately uh, owned by Universal. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let me know if you, if you use TikTok, how that impacts the way that you view this. Because uh, I'm interested in that, and someone said from the 204 hitting a mean nay nay. I don't know if they are doing that. Is that is that what happened? You hitting the nay nay? I don't blame you. Orlando Magic. Oh. It really it it has a triumphant <laughs> vibe to it. 
you know? Now, now I'm going to pressure. When I go to the next Mavs game, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, y'all seen the Orlando Magic theme song? But this is the thing. This is the thing. You can't try and, like, ride a wave because yeah. it never works It never right. works. Everyone in the comments, they're trying to be the Orlando Magic. Yeah, they're you, not as good. You got to find your thing. Like, you remember when, oh, was it the Tennessee Titans that did their schedule release mm, by going down to? Yes, doing the interviews. Was it, the, was it, was it like Broad, the, Broad Street? The street interviews. And like guess, was, was it the guest of logos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. The, the Chargers, I think. Yeah, it was, was, it was the, the Chargers. No, was it Chargers? Chargers? No, they, the Chargers no, social media is very lit. It was it was Tennessee, I'm pretty sure. Chargers did the anime. They were the anime, like, highlight intro. That was heat. Yeah. Uh, but they did that, and it was just like, then you saw all the folks doing it, and everybody's like, nah, this ain't, this ain't hitting yeah. the way it yeah. should. Um, was funny, though. I did enjoy it. Um, Mavs soundtrack week. <laughs> yeah, look, we just we need to, we might need to push the Mavs on this, you know? We might need to challenge them. Let's, let's, let's get our own uh, version. Ross, hit the music. Very good, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, there's something about it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, it, okay, we got we got a little bit of insight. Someone okay. who knows what they're doing from the six eight two. It's the background vocal girl, same one that's saying, "Don't you want a fana?" Slight Latina accent and everything. Very yummy. Very Florida. Yummy, like my my yummy. Very yummy. Miami. That's right. <laughs> um, the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to say to that. I really and truly don't. And I'm always weary of Blake's music taste after he mentioned he's a believer. All right, well, let's calm down because uh, Justin Bieber can sing, brother. Thank like, you. There's, there's definitely there's some, there's some good songs. See, the thing about it is I think people hear believer and they think of a very certain I, I, time period yes. in his music journey. <laughs> I'm not like up at night waiting for him to release music. But his music is good. He has a good voice. He is vocally good. I'm not I honestly, like I honestly would go as far as to say there's probably some songs out there that you like that you did not realize Justin Bieber was singing, like yeah. a hook on or something. Yeah. Um, regardless, that is not my sharing time. Real quick, as we have exhausted a lot of our time, I did want to mention this for my sharing time. You know what grinds my gears? And we saw a little bit of this earlier today with the Mavs facing off against the Sixers. We're looking at this dude, and we're like, who is that? And I'm like, his name is too long to be who I think it is. And you know who it was? Marcus Morris. But the reason why I didn't see it is like he got too many letters on the back of his name because his name is Morris. There's only six of those letters. There's a lot more letters there. Yeah. On the back of his jersey, it says Morris Senior. Okay. Why why is that on the back of your jersey? And you why? know who I blame for this? Robert Griffin the third. Ooh. Right now we got everybody putting junior and senior on the back. And you know what? Unless I know your pops or your son and I need to find a way to distinguish you two. I don't care if you're a senior or junior yeah. or third that's or like, fourth. That's like putting, it does not matter to Is me. it the same as doctor? Like, you know how we don't see them called doctor or whatever. I guess like you, the honorific? Yeah. That's I mean, the word I did not know I mean, that was doc, the word. Dr. J. But that went on his jersey. It was no, just it was not. Irving. It was, it was just Irving. But, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I don't I don't need that extra. Like, I, I don't. Is it only if their pops was good or if it only if you played in the league? If your pops is notable and like a public figure to where we need that distinction to can you think? Can you think of one instance where that is true, where you can get the the father and son mixed up, and they need the junior senior? And even then, like typically, I can usually figure it out if your pops is a certain age, right? Like uh, Asante Samuel, he get out here, and if it's just Asante Samuel on the back of his jersey, I know that's not the man still playing, but you know what? Fine, <laughs> yeah. Asante, Samuel Junior on the back of there. I get Someone's it. Someone's right? asking, spelled out, he spelled out senior question mark? No, no, no. It's, it's just an SR, but that, that SR made it look like he had a whole bunch of letters. I don't know why those extra two letters made it look 
really and then of course there's a space in between so now we've we've checked out the different kerning and all these types of things hey, right honestly we i don't do- care about juniors sir there's somebody who just texts me you know you don't it don't matter we, we could do a whole segment on jerseys i feel bad for the milwaukee bucks guy he got a major oh, with the, spelled I had a token ball across. <laughs> Wimbenyama, I think it was like one of his first games, he got his name spelled wrong, and he was quite mad. I think he said, I hope that person's fired, or they should be fired. Damn, when, they, when, they, when he got his name spelled wrong, he was like, yeah, is that person should Especially, be fired. You got you to gotta, you gotta be able to read the room. You know so that name ain't the every, easiest one to spell. We got two different people texting Ken Griffey, question yeah, mark. Yeah, Griffey and Griffey Jr. Especially, they played together. We got to differentiate that. <laughs> I mean, although that's what the number's for. But, you know, we yeah, we can help you out, right, with the junior. And then, I, don't, I don't care that you had a son, and now you want to put senior on the back of your jersey it doesn't and matter to me from the 214 ao the producer is the orlando magic guy shout out to you i appreciate you so. okay shout out to io the producer and absolutely what, what was the girl's name again we got a that's that's the real talent right there the, Who, the, the, the fan of girl okay What's um, i don't know we'll have to find that out over the course of the break coming up next we'll get you your headlines on this evening in the metroplex and one more before we go ross one more time hit the music T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 